And the other thing that Democrats continue to do is they continue to uh, hide their involvement in these races. So the League of Conservation Voters played a big role in these elections. One candidate that I talked to saw three different mailers into his district uh, from the League of Conservation Voters. Is it a coincidence? I'm Jen O'Brien. And I'm Bill Fian. And this is another episode of Fact Check. So yesterday, one of the most glorious days in our society, Election Day. Spring elections are a little sleepy. People don't tend to pay as much attention to them as the general elections. However, they are important. In fact, school board races, nothing changes in lacrosse. Candidates endorsed by the Teachers Union and the UWL Academic Professionals Union won by a margin of two to one. Looks like they voted along party lines. Bill, would you agree with that? Yeah, it looks to me like people in the city of La Crosse pretty much voted right along party lines. And that was one of the things I was really curious about in this election. Because I thought maybe this issue of removing the school resource officers might get people who are those swing voters and independent voters to to cross over and vote for the the candidates that were representing parents and and this desire to keep the school resource officers in the school. Interestingly, students from Central High School presented a petition to the La Crosse School Board on Monday night. They had 300 signatures of people who wanted to see the SRO stay in the schools. So I guess the key takeaway here is just what you said. It looks like people decided to vote along party lines, which is typically pretty close to two votes for Democrats to every vote for Republicans. So then this ends up being decided at the state level in November. What happened in Holman? Yeah, you know, uh, the Holman race also pretty much went right along party lines. Uh, Holman leans ever so slightly Democrat. The two parental rights candidates uh, lost by 2%. And they were on the show, by the way, if you didn't have a chance to listen to the episode, I encourage you to do so. Uh, Really just some stand-up citizens and parents who care about what's happening in the Holman School District. Right. And one of the issues that they campaigned on was increasing teachers' pay. So this kind of jumps out of the box, right? I mean, you know, the two candidates that were advocating for increased teachers' pay uh, lose to the school to the union-backed candidates. That's kind of crazy. Um, but uh, you know what? In a way, they have they've already won because the Holman School District has announced that they're going to give their teachers a pay raise. So that's a that's a race where I really thought that the those two candidates, uh, Chad Updike and Josh Newman. I really thought they were going to win that race. It was close. It was very close, but pretty much followed the usual voting patterns in Holman, and they lost narrowly. Now, hopefully, uh, those that were elected understand that almost half of the residents in Holman don't necessarily agree with their ideology and take that into account when making decisions. Yeah, that's not going to happen. I, you never know. You can always hope <laughs> yeah. that people are reasonable. <laughs> uh, they get reasonable right before the election. They they decided to give the teachers pay raises in response to what these candidates had said. And the same thing happened in La Crosse County government. People probably saw that when the heat came on about funding for roads, they magically found, oh, this unexpected $2.3 million, And, oh, by the way, it's going to leverage more money from the feds. So, uh They were nervous for a little bit, and uh, some good things came out of that. You know, we forgot to open with this, but I'm curious, how was turnout? 
Right. Well, Lacrosse County Clerk Jenny Dankmeyer said that she predicted it that county turnout was thirty percent, but that doesn't really tell the story. I looked deeper into the numbers, and the city of Lacrosse was right around twenty percent turnout. But what was interesting is in these contested races where we clearly had a Republican back candidate and a Democrat back candidate, the turnout went way up. And at the top of the heap, we see the town of Greenfield, which had 46% turnout. We also saw 40% turnout in Farmington. And then again, we also saw that 40% turnout in the town of Holland. And so this is where these races were contested, uh, where there were clearly conservative back candidates against Democrat candidates. So what we see is when the race is contested and people know who the the people are that are back, where the partisan backing is, uh, voter participation went way up. You know, the thing that I find most striking about that is that you know, we're excited when we hear about a 40% turnout in an election and we think about what's happening in Ukraine and how they are fighting for their freedom and their liberties, and we take it for granted. So many people do take it for granted. I have to tell you, when I went and voted, I couldn't get the smile off my face, and I had such a warm feeling in my heart uh, to, to know that I went and exercised my right as a citizen. And I sure hope that people will start to take these spring races a little more seriously because they do have a big impact on our lives. All right. So now do the La Crosse County Board of Supervisors. What's happening there? Well, the Democrats really showed the power of their political machine in La Crosse County. I, uh, I, I'm impressed by what they were able to accomplish here because we got out in front of them early and we had good candidates who worked hard. And in the final analysis, they, they put up a heck of a fight and they managed to defeat. There were six independent candidates who faced Democrats and five of those six candidates who, who we said we supported because they were running against Democrats lost. The only independent candidate to beat a Democrat was Gary Podesky. He beat Sharon Hampson pretty handily. So very interesting. And the candidates who weren't afraid to have the Republican brand put on them, who we did mailings for early on, there were nine of those candidates. Those candidates went six and three. And so we were pretty happy about that. In particular, Kevin Hoyer who was gerrymandered out of his old county board district. Two-thirds of the district that he was running in for re-election was new territory. Uh, Kevin was re-elected. So uh, that's a real positive that came out of uh, the races that, that we participated in. Key takeaways from that? Key takeaways would be that if you are going to run for local office, the idea that these are nonpartisan races is simply a fantasy. We've been saying it for a year now, but when you look just at the numbers, five of the six independent candidates were defeated by Democrats. Of, of the races where the Republican Party clearly publicly backed a candidate, those candidates went six and three. So you have to have an organization behind you to, to win these campaigns. The Democrats are really good at running these local races. And one of the races that they really showed their strength was the 30th district uh, between Dustin Frost and uh, and Motter. That's Sarah Johnson's backyard. 
Tara was out doing doors and they, she strongly got behind Motter and, uh, and he ends up beating Frost, who is one of the candidates that, that we uh, were pretty public in our support for. Let's talk about areas outside of La Crosse County. Right. You know, this really, these results really highlight the uh, nature of our political climate where rural areas are becoming brighter and brighter red and we're, they're contending with bright blue areas like the city of La Crosse. But the results in surrounding counties were really strong for Republicans. So just north of us in Trempolo County, the Trempolo County Republican Party chairman, John Kimmel, who is also the former mayor of Arcadia, ran for mayor, lost by five votes. Mm. So that was uh, quite a battle. But more importantly, they recruited 10 candidates to run for their county board and nine of them won. So that's pretty impressive to win nine out of 10 races for county board in Trempolo County. Moving just to the east of us, Monroe County, the Monroe County chairman, Doug Rogala, was elected to their county board. And interestingly, the Democrat Party chairwoman, Mary Von Ruden, lost her county board seat uh, in that election. A little further to the east, Jackson County, the Republican Party chairman for Jackson County, Bill Laurent, was also elected to the county board. So that's just uh, some of the things I was able to figure out uh, in the the wee hours of the morning here. You've been up all night gathering all the data. I think we'll, we'll be learning more as the days progress here. But I think the takeaway is that uh, Republicans picked up ground. Uh, the partisan nature of these races has become even clearer to us. And, uh, you know, I'd like to talk a little bit about, you know, what local Democrats did, because one of the interesting things here is that Steve Doyle was mailing postcards from his 94th assembly desk into all of these um, contested races. So Steve Doyle, he got behind the teachers union candidates for school board in Holman. He also got behind uh, the candidates that were running for county board. Interestingly, two of those three candidates he backed for county board uh, on this particular mailer that I'm looking at uh, ended up losing. But Steve Doyle, for years, has uh, ranted against Republicans' involvement in these nonpartisan races. Uh, I think the curtain's been pulled back because they were mailing postcards in a lot of these contested races. And the other thing that Democrats continue to do is they continue to uh, hide their involvement in these races. So the League of Conservation Voters played a big role in these elections. One candidate that I talked to saw three different mailers into his district uh, from the League of Conservation Voters. Is it a coincidence that the Democrats who control county government put that referendum on the ballot about clean water? That seems like too much of a coincidence to me. But once again, this is how they disguise their involvement in these local elections. So I think we can put a bow on it by saying that conservatives made big gains across the state in school board and county board races. And locally, I think the curtain's been pulled back. We can now see that these are not nonpartisan races. And if you want to have a shot, you're either going to be backed by the Democrat or Republican Party, because we see in this election that five of six independents didn't make it. Well, it will be interesting to see what happens in the months ahead, uh, especially coming up in, you know, in the months leading up to the November election. Well, these these school board races, okay, so uh, these issues are not gone all 
right. of, of the Republican gubernatorial candidates are out in favor of a hundred percent school choice, where the dollars follow the students. Uh, the state legislature, which makes sense to me. Well, we have a we have a monopoly. It's a it's a public sector monopoly in education. They are not subject to any kind of competition for students or for dollars. They've been funded lavishly for for years now. Uh, they cannot say that they have not been given enough money to succeed. But giving parents the right to choose where they're going to have their children educated injects kind of a market force into this where maybe they'll be more responsive to parents who don't like a lot of the aspects of, of what they're teaching. And more importantly, you know, here in La Crosse County, only 25% of students are tested proficient in math and English. So they have to do a better job of teaching the stuff that matters. So I think that uh, we're going to see these issues are going to continue to be important as we head to the governor's election. The state legislature's already passed a bill that would end the teaching of CRT that would require transparency. Mm -hmm. So if your kids in the lacrosse school district, you can go to their website and pull up the curricula and see what they're teaching. Go try and do that right now. Good luck, because what they teach is basically a closely guarded secret, it looks like to me, because I don't know where a parent would find that information. So those are the those are the battle lines, and I think that uh, they will continue to be the battle lines as we head into these state elections in November. Well, thanks for staying up so late and pondering all the races. I'm Jen O'Brien. And I'm Bill Fian. And this was another episode of Fact Check. You can join the conversation on our Facebook group, Fact Check Wisdom with Bill Fian, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts.